And now, the Big D and Bubba Weekly Podcast. Big D and Bubba, they have a show five days a week, but they don't get to say everything that's on their mind. So they have, have an extra one. one. And that's, that's how, how we, we get, get the, the podcast. podcast. The podcast. The podcast. Big D and Bubba podcast. The podcast. The podcast. The podcast. Big D and Bubba podcast. That's right. Look, I log it in this <laughs> Friday. Oh, yeah. I got a great show coming at you, so make sure you lock it in. Oh, yeah. That's one of our buddies. He's in radio, and he got, he got. Uh, we think we're suggesting possibly oh. he might have gotten a little drunk Maybe. and decided to do a live stream. A little promo. A little promo. That's right. Look, I log it in this Friday. Friday. Oh, yeah. I got a great show coming at you, so make sure you lock it in. When he hears this, he's going to be mad at us. But it's pretty great, man. It's one of my favorite. uh, It's one of my favorites, actually. Uh, By the way, the podcast is sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. And we're Big D and Bubba. Hey, so um, sometime over the next... I don't know, maybe spend the next, this weekend or the next few days, and you have uh, kids, probably um, like 18 and under, you have to have the conversation and tell them about the time about when Millie Vanilli was hitting the scene and was huge and had hit songs. This is weird that you're having this conversation because we just went through the Millie Vanilli thing two weeks ago. With the kids? Yeah, with the kids. Like, we were rocking out to Girl You Know It's True. It's a a jam. And uh, what was the, it's a tragedy for me. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one? Uh, Yeah, yeah, and then they had, uh, blame it on the rain. rain. Uh, that's all I remember. Dude, they were, man, everybody can make fun of Millie Vanilli all you want, but the music itself for like 80s, early 90s pop was really good. But why didn't the people who are the real okay. behind the scenes come out and just go, hey, we're this is us, because it's the music. Okay, I just saw uh, a thing on this. Uh, by the way, before we dive into this, I do want to say uh, right after the end of the podcast, for those of you who are listening on podcast apps, you're going to hear an amazing songwriter spotlight from one of the best country songwriters around. His name is Luke Laird, and I'm, I just I implore you, stick around for that because it's good. The guy is incredibly talented, and he's written probably half of your favorite songs. Uh, now, getting back to Millie Vanilli. I read a whole article on the thing. Basically, their producer, uh, manager, it's kind of the one and the same, kind of tricked them into signing a deal that said they're going to be the faces of these other guys that he has as studio musicians. Patrick just walked in. Uh, and the other guys were in Germany, um, expats, and they were living there. They ended up doing the songs. The the Fabrice Morvan and the other guy uh, ended up being the faces and the on-stage oh, they, presence. They brought Rob and Fab into the studio and had them record. But it wasn't it wasn't the but, same. But they didn't use it. Like they they thought, wow, we sound good. They man. They, there was like a point early on where they they believed it. They were just as much tricked as the rest of us. Oh, they thought that Oh, they no, were. no, no. They didn't buy. I, the The article I read was from whichever one is alive, because one of them yeah. committed suicide. Fab uh, is alive. Okay, yeah. so Morvan, Fabrice Morvan, said, "Yeah, uh, uh, we we didn't like it, but he had us under contract." Oh yeah, th- and, they found it out after the record came out, but they right. actually went in and recorded all the stuff 
and oh. they thought it was going to be them <laughs> oh, I got you. on the record. And then they heard the record and were like, oh, that's I mean, not I don't us. Think that's us. Anyway, yeah. so so anyway, the whole thing went out, and they they were under contract to where if they had, the guy was holding, and I forget what it was. He was holding them basically hostage. Yeah. He his contract with them was like slavery, and they couldn't get out of it. And it wasn't and then until they, got they were caught exposed. on stage and exposed. Right. And he before they could say anything, he outed them. He sent a release saying, "Yeah, it's not really them." And then, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, he actually kind of blamed them. Like he said, you know, uh, it was this was their idea or some crazy stuff I like that. I thought that Millie Vanilli came out because it messed up uh, on the track. It did on stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was people a very blame famous. It on the, blame it on the. People had suspected it, it for a long skipped. time, though. But you know what the crazy thing? We really ought to look at our look in the mirror at ourselves and go, why that was so popular? That music was so good. Yeah. And everybody loved it. They had five top ten hits on that record and won the Grammy for Best New Artist and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we find out it's not really them singing. Did anyone ever go, well, okay, but the music's still good. Can't we yeah. find out who those guys were? Well, it was a, so they were older. I saw They were not, you know. On YouTube, there is a video of Fabrice Morvan, the guy who's the one who's still alive, the, the lighter skin of the two. Yeah. Uh, he's the one who's still alive. No. He's singing. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No. No, the lighter skin guy was Rob, and he died. Oh, okay. Well, I can feel it's been a long time. Anyway, well, he's on stage, and he's joined by the real singer. So they do they do a duet, and basically the real singer sounds just like the old songs. Yeah. And Fabrice is there holding his own. And dude, it's on YouTube. It's out there. It's like uh, do Millie Vanilli, real singer, and uh, Fab, and it's really good. Like they sound great together. And I'm I'm like, why don't they tour? Because well, I would go see that. I used to love why those Why didn't the guys behind Millie Vanilli put out another record? And it, I, I think they did, and we didn't did. buy it. We didn't buy it. Nobody, nobody wanted it at that nobody point. Nobody wanted it. And I'm like, you know, those songs are still good. I don't know who it was singing those songs, but they were really good. I'm uh, looking it up, man. I'm in love with you, girl, girl, girl. Uh, I'm in love with you, girl, girl. Uh, John Davis is the guy. I just found it, and... Um, they sang together, and I know people are going to get mad because we're doing this, but I'm going to play a little bit. Patrick hates when we do it, but listen. Oh, yeah, I got the... So if you listen to that, they sound like, you know, you got the other guy. This is the one of the real ones. See, they sound great. Yeah, that sound bad. I would go see that. Yeah, that's I what loved, I'm saying. I had that record. I was like 10. I loved it. It was so good. And the real singer guy, he may be older, but they're not. He's not ugly or anything. It's I don't know why they would hide him. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, why did, Martha he's Walsh? Not ugly or no, anything. but you know what I mean. Like, why would they not? Why would they not show him? I mean, the guy sings great. I mean, Martha. The Martha Walsh story is. Fascinating. Martha uh, Walsh CNC was... CNC Music Factory lady? Yeah, she was in the group, the Weather Girls. It's raining, man. That big voice. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. So she was an artist. People knew her voice. People, they still... She went in and recorded... When she did Everybody Dance Now, she went in and recorded... She was told it was going to be a background track that they were going to use, and it was never going to end up on the record. She had no idea they were going to use that. And then they tried to say, well, it's not that important to the record. Are you kidding me? It's the it most important. Yeah. Everybody dance It's now. the whole the hook. Mm-hmm. And then they, she was a little mad until she saw the video, and they put this 
super hot woman who was also in the band, but she wasn't the one singing that. And they put her singing, and it looks like she's singing Martha Wash's part. Hey, Carson, have you seen this? Oh, yeah. It's the real singer of Millie Vanilli singing with the guy who was on stage as the face. I really wish you would stop playing this. Patrick hates when we do this. Yes, because... It's newsworthy. It's newsworthy. That's what we're doing. I'm going to let you explain that to iTunes. Is that Rob or Fab? Uh, I don't know. Well, one of them did. It's Fab. Yeah. Okay. Rob died. So there you go. That's kind of the the update on the Millie Vanilli story. Well, so what was the deal? What brought that up, Big D? Because I swear we went down this rabbit hole with my family two weeks ago. I don't know. It's just um, I think I was talking to Gunner about it once uh, later on earlier this week. And I said, yeah, I said, uh, man, I said, there used to be uh, blame it on the rain or whatever it was. I said, and these guys were awesome. And then it comes to find out that they weren't the ones actually singing it. And he was like, wait, what? Which is so, like, yeah, it was like a big scam. And like they were outed on one of the award shows, wasn't it? Like the award show they got busted on or something. Well, they like got that? busted. Uh, this is, this is like a big deal for the state of Connecticut. They were on stage <laughs> yeah. at Hershey Lake Compounds, <gasps> and the track skipped. Like, uh, like people I didn't know my you age, knew that. People my age from Connecticut will be like, that happened in Connecticut. That I was like, there. Like we own that for that was some like the reason. First we're big so thing to happen in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, and I think did they win the Grammy? I want to say they won the yeah, Grammy, won and Grammys. that's when they were like, oh, no, this is going to go okay, really... But the funny yeah, thing it was is, the Club is ironically, MTV tour, I think. ironically, now, 90% of the people in pop music don't actually sing their songs. Mm-hmm. And they and if they tried to sing it live, uh, they, they, would, it live. they would be outed because they suck so bad. Well, I was listening to... I've got my workout play mix, and I have Britney Spears' Toxic. And Which I love. love the song, but really, when you listen to it, how much does Britney really sing? It's all backup singers and people that are under her voice. And it's like, you realize I'm not really hearing Britney Spears. Does anybody care? No, No, it's a great song. I mean, look, I I went to, I went to a bar to see a band play. It was a cover band. I can't, I wish I could remember their name, but a couple of Johnny and Jordan from Walker McGuire were like, you ought to see these guys. It's so much fun. We go out there and they always play on Sundays and it's this thing. And they're great. I go out there. There's four guys dressed up in costumes like they're from the 80s or 90s, okay? And there's a guitar, a bass, a drummer. Somebody, Zach Morris. Yeah, and a guy who's just the lead singer. Okay. Okay, no keyboard player, nothing else. And one guy, the guitar player's got an iPad on the stage, and they are firing off stuff. You can hear strings. You can hear keyboards. You can hear they're playing Jump by Van Halen. So the band They're literally doing, like, live karaoke to... You know, yes, they were really, the drummer was really playing, the guy was really singing, but there were like background vocals on the tape. They were, and I'm like, I, I don't know, this is weird. Nobody cared. The whole club full of people were like, this is so great. I'm like, they could literally be lip syncing, you wouldn't know. You just want to go to a place and see people in costumes yeah. sing songs you know. You don't seem to care that none of, that all of those instruments are tracked and on tape and all right. The good times are good times. Look, we went and saw uh, Stacy. Her whole life has always wanted to go see Madonna, and I'm not a Madonna fan. I could care less. But I was like, okay, I'll go. And we went, and she sang. I want to say three times during the entire show live, because you could tell a difference. The mic was different. The, everything was just it was off a little bit. I watched the uh, concert movie of that, the Rebel Heart tour. Uh-huh. That's what you guys went to, right? I guess whatever and this it, last yeah, and one it's, was. It's, I'm sorry, it's blatantly obvious that she is not singing. Yeah. It, which, isn't, isn't that good? 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, it actually was. It was Who, much better whenever she wasn't Madonna. Madonna. Madonna's rebel yeah. heart. Yeah. yeah, that's what I get for going to see. Oh, yeah, that's one of those, <laughs> those things you do sometimes for your wife. She doesn't play the songs that I like yeah. anymore. Oh, she doesn't? No, she doesn't really play a lot of her old stuff. I think She get... did like a little medley or exactly. whatever. Exactly, but otherwise you get stuff that's all like from Ray of Light and whatever. Like, no, I want, you know, Material Girl and I want Causing a Commotion. Come on now. Give me the Who's That Girl soundtrack. Okay, now you're going a little too deep down there. I, I right. don't know what you mean. Oh, she well, if she was causing in, a commotion. I don't yeah, it remember was off that the, one. Who's, she was in the movie Who's That Girl, and it's off the soundtrack to Who's That Girl, which wow. was also a single. Okay, all right. I was a really <laughs> big Madonna fan. I'm just saying, and then um, and then she did like the the bullfighter video, and I was like, I don't even get this music. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But it's, okay. Well, causing a commotion is a great workout song. <laughs> FYI, just putting it out there. Toxic is a great workout. See, song. Toxic there you is go. <laughs> great. Britney Spears, man. Patrick. Patrick, Patrick Tuster. And those those uh, the strings. Yeah. yeah. You guys would laugh so hard if you saw my workout playlist, because you just. We'll just open up your phone and kind of go through some of them. Okay, hold on. Let me go through the list here. And because I also like I'll I mouth the words along while I'm on the treadmill, which I'm sure is kind of creepy to anybody who might be looking. Um, Because they're like, what is this girl doing? But it's just. It's something I've learned at the gym is nobody cares. Nobody's looking. No, they don't. I mean, you know, just that one time I went, I noticed that I noticed nobody was looking. Yeah. So, okay, so it's uh, like I've got sync on there with pop and then uh, a lot of Gaga because she's got a really good beat to run to. But then it's like Run DMC, the Black Eyed Peas, Donkey Butt from the old school players, Baby because of brother, course donkey, the Tootsie donkey. Roll, Detrain, um, you know, Lil R. Kelly for the people, Naughty by Nature, House of Pain, uh, Tupac. I got, I got Pac on there. So yeah, it's it's stuff that I don't listen to, but the beat is great for me to keep a stride going. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, I mean, that's it. So I'm, I'm sitting there singing like, it's tricky on the treadmill. People are like, what is she doing? <laughs> I, wow, okay. Yeah, I run DMC <laughs> jams. That's pretty good though. Yeah. See, yeah. and the weird thing is, is if I happen to go to the gym, I'll be listening to podcasts or uh, you can point your TV using that Tunity app. You yeah. can point your phone to the TV and basically whatever they have on their TV is going to play through your phone's audio. And that's a great thing because they always have like the news on and stuff like that. And I, I call me my dad or whatever, but that's the only time I ever get to sit down and stop and watch the news. Like we have TVs on all over around us. We've got uh, ESPN over here, CNN over there, Fox News over there. But when do we ever stop and watch them? No, you're working. Only like if there's a tragedy will we kind of even pay attention to them usually. I mean, that's what they're there for. They're there in case some kind of breaking news happens and we go, oh, we have to talk about this. Something went on or whatever. It's crazy. Um, would you guys be... Okay, so you, here's here's your options. Would you rather work Monday through... Let's see. Would you rather work Monday through Thursday, but you go from 8 to 7 p.m.? Or Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 p.m.? So you have to work two extra days every single day, Monday through Thursday. Two extra hours. But yep. you get you get Friday, I would Saturday, totally do. and Sunday. I, I would like, totally do the shorter week. Yeah, the four by tens. Most people would. Yeah. The problem is there are too many jobs where you can't really do that. You know, ours being one of them because the people who work on Friday still want to be able to hear, you know, the normal show. So yeah. my mom worked for the state 
and that's how that was her schedule. She did four four by ten. She was there forty hours a week, and had every Friday off. Why is it whenever you go to the DMV and you're there at lunch, everybody's gone except for one person? Like everybody there takes off at yeah. the same time for lunch, and that's the and that's they take when, two that's, hour lunches, and that's when they get all their people because people go there yes, on their lunch on their break. lunch. Yes, and they're all gone there. Everybody's taking a two hour lunch, and there's like seventy five people in the waiting room, and they're just slow. It's like the sloths from that bunny movie. And they're like moving real slowly. Whatever that one was. You didn't see a bunny movie with the little sloths for I don't have at kids. the DMV? No. Oh. Oh, okay. Like, uh, what am I going to do? Go to the theater and watch that? Like, oh, hey, random single woman here by yourself? Like, that's not creepy. Zach texted me earlier, my oldest son. He asked, uh, he's uh, 17. And um, he texted me and said, hey, do you want to go see a movie, Annihilation? Have you all heard about that? No. Um, yes. I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. Re- refresh my memory. Movie. It? Yeah. Um, I, it's weird. Like I, I watched the trailer. I'm still not really sure what what it is, but I, I don't care what it is, man. It's just cool to hang out with your your kids when when your kids are um still think you're cool enough to go hang out with them we, in uh, public. Stacy and Olivia are going before the Oscars on Sunday. They're going to see The Shape of Water together. And it was Olivia who was like, hey, I want to go see this before the Oscars. And I was like, I don't know. Have you seen The Shape of Water? No. There's a couple things in it where you're like, anybody who's seen it knows what I'm talking about. And I'm like, oh, my teenage daughter is going to go see that. And oh. that's, I was like, I don't know. Look, man, it's a lady who's in love with a fish. A merman. Okay. I'm yeah. going to assume it's better than that description because it's, it's, it's nominated actually, for an it is, Oscar. It is but. better. It, it is better, but it's just that's kind of what it boils down to. Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? No. Okay, because it's the same dude. As we've discovered, I don't watch movies. Like Bubba about lost his mind when I told him I hadn't seen Avatar. That to me is insane. But Patrick hasn't. Back either. in the day, you didn't see when we had, had two all that people no. in this room who yeah. have not seen Avatar. Never saw it. No. I mean, and you said care. you didn't see Ti- You haven't seen Titanic, right? No, Titanic's like my favorite movie oh. with humans in it. I love it. Who was it the other day that I was yeah, talking to that didn't see it? I don't know, but I don't know. no, somebody, I've seen... somebody in the building. Have y'all seen that um, three billboards in Ebbing, mm. Missouri? No, I would like to, but I have not. Uh, I wait for stuff to come on like HBO. Zootopia, by the way, thank you, Danielle, for the assist. <laughs> Zootopia is the one with the uh, the sloths at the DMV. Oh. Now, have uh, you seen it? Uh, yeah, I I yeah, I watched it last night, and uh, I would wait till I rented it. I, I don't rent it. Don't pay. Uh-uh. It's one of those that you go, wow, that's God, y'all ended it. That's the way y'all ended it. That's like the wrestler. Yeah. Do you remember the wrestler? Yes, the way that, that ended? one I saw. And yeah, like, that one. I was like, did, what? Yeah. No, no, no. The worst ending of any movie ever is Old Country. Uh, no for, Country no, for no Old No Country men. for Old Men. I've never seen it. Never seen it, but I heard it just stops. The just worst. Like, well, like I, the wrestler. That's what the wrestler does. It just yeah, stops. But, yeah, yes, it does. But it takes you a second. At the end of the wrestler, you kind of go, what? And you have oh, to you have to fill in the blanks. Oh, okay, yeah. I get it. But with uh, No Country for Old Men, like, I thought I was I was calling Comcast. <laughs> I was like, hey, what just credits? Oh, never mind. It's like the end of The Sopranos. Oh. People thought their cable went out. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I didn't watch The Sopranos. I was busy in, in baby life at that yeah. time. But that was because the ending was so abrupt. And I think for a couple of seconds, it just the screen was black. 
And people freaked out thinking that HBO had gone out at the end of the season. And it was not the case. It was that's how the dude decided to end it. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaden texted it in and says, I wanted to say that Carson is really pretty. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jaden. Patrick got, nice. a, got a compliment, too. Somebody Aww. said, Patrick looks fantastic. Yeah, he I does. Do. No, but I have one good dude, looking you, dude. You have been busting your butt to lose yeah. weight. And somebody who no, maybe no, no, hasn't. No. Carson's been busting her butt. I don't eat carbs. That's it. It's uh, Okay, I... that's but don't don't sell no, yourself short. Sure. You I heard really you talking, made an effort. I heard you this morning talking about how you were going to the gym every day. I'm like, I haven't been to the gym in a month. That's okay. You're still doing it. I mean, again, cutting mm-hmm. out carbs is not easy. And I've watched you pass by food trays at parties. Dude, he skipped that. Yeah, Big, the D, Big D got a uh, birthday cheesecake from our friend Marianne. Marianne, you're the best. Yes, thank Seriously. you. Seriously, uh, because we have been feasting in here on the uh, the strawberry cheesecake uh, from Junior's. Oh, so amazing. Junior's cheesecake in Brooklyn. Hello, Brooklyn. <laughs> name. Okay, who can go around the room and name a song that has Brooklyn in it? I'll start. No sleep uh, till Brooklyn. Oh, wow. Thanks for taking the easiest one. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Bobby, I'll go next. first. Um, <laughs> Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I'm sure there's a song named Brooklyn. Just go with it. Um, I've taken them all up. Isn't there like a, isn't there a, um, oh, what's the guy's name? The one that you don't like. Billy Joel. Billy Joel song yeah, about Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm sure he's no, got that's something. New York State of Mind. That's not yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, but I'm sure it's, he mentions it. Jay-Z has a couple of songs about Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn, um, go, Brooklyn Go Hard. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Go Hard. Uh, Old Dirty Bastard has a song called Brooklyn Zoo. ODB, you mean? Um, Barry Manilow has Brooklyn br- Blues. Brooklyn Blues. Of course blues. you know a yes. Barry Manilow song. Of, of course, course I do. do. Are there any country songs <laughs> no. that what? mention Brooklyn? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Who knows? Who if knows? you don't already know the answer to no, that is no. no. <laughs> How many times have you seen Barry Manilow? Um... You big fan of low. I'm trying to count here. The first time when I was like seven. Um, I don't know, maybe about ten. I think I went I flew out to Vegas twice to see him. Yeah, and I saw flew multiple out to Vegas. Yeah, when to he see did him. the residency. Um, I went once with my girlfriends and then I immediately called my mother and I'm like, We have to go. It's amazing. And so I went to two shows on that next trip. And I've seen him two or three times when he's made the rounds in the last couple of years. He's done now though, son. right? Uh, he's still doing some shows here and there. Uh, like a friend of mine actually called me and she goes, I've got tickets to see Barry Manilow and, uh, I'm flying you in. And I was like, uh, what? She's like, yeah, it's Friday night. Well, that's cool. But, um, I have a job and responsibilities, so I appreciate you and I love you, but I can't come. So you're skipping. Barry yeah, it Manilow? was, it wasn't this, it was a couple months ago oh. that it happened, but yeah, it was very nice of her, but, uh, it didn't. Workout. I don't think wow. there's any artist that I would fly somewhere to go see. James Taylor? No. I have flown I to almost, see a lot of bands. I almost set up a trip to go see the Smashing Pumpkins just so I could see them twice on this tour that's coming up. I want to. I was going to turn it into a, oh, I also visit some of my friends who live there kind of thing. Yeah. But then I decided that they were going to be out of town, so I didn't have the excuse. See, I can't I can't give you guys a country artist because we obviously get to see just yeah, about I mean, everybody. I've seen all of them. But I yeah. will tell you who I would love to see before he dies is Phil Collins. Oh, same. I, he was Phil doing Collins. Big, like, he was supposed to do a big tour, but then I don't think it ever. Well, came he's to got, he's unhealthy. Like something's going on. But I just want to hear like in the air tonight where you oh go and everybody does the same. I want to do the air drums with the entire crowd at a concert. I think that would be the coolest. <laughs> that is pretty cool. It would be great. I feel like a lot of people probably get punched. 
Or what, get during on that the part? Yes, if boop, everybody boop, boop, in the crowd's boop, boop, playing boop, boop, air drums at the same time. It'd be so fun. It'd be such a good time. Well, if he tours, we should go. He's, I'd be all he in for that. He is playing all over the world, but not in But not here. Really? He's doing shows? America. Yeah. Bah. I thought, I honestly, I, last I heard was like a couple months ago that he was going to die. Uh, I heard he was not in good health at all. And like his son is now playing drums for him or something. I, I really, again, hmm. this has been a while. Yeah, I hadn't heard any of that. I mean, I knew maybe they it's were the same the guy tour. who started the rumor about in the air tonight that there's somebody drowning and oh, didn't lend God. a hand. Yeah. Maybe that's not true. Making a- that rumor. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, you know, my dad even asked me if that was true, and that was part of me. I was, I was like, I was like, you know, he, I could tell he wanted it to be true. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let it be true. Why don't just, Why don't I just tell him it's true? Because first off. What's it matter? If and once I tell not, him, he's going to stop asking other people, so he's not going to get another view on it. For the two or three people listening to the podcast who don't know what we're talking about, in the air tonight from Phil Collins, the rumor was that he was singing a song about something that happened in real life where he watched somebody let their girlfriend or fiance or whatever drown, and he's like, I saw you. I saw what you did, the whole thing, and that's what the song's about. Yeah. But apparently that's not true. Not, no, which is a, a bummer because I wanted it to be true. It Bill is Collins true. Played a bunch of shows in the in the United Kingdom, and now he is playing all over South America, but he is not. So Louisiana, Texas, no Florida, <laughs> not Southern America. <laughs> oh, dang it, South America. Okay, totally. I mean, two, I love you totally some Phil Collins, things. but I'm not getting on a flight for that. Not going to or- Argentina. No, to see, or Argentina. Or Argentina <laughs> to see. Nobody wants to go Argentina. there. Orgentina? Is that what you said? No, Orgentina. He's trying to say Orgentina. <laughs> trying to say Argentina. I said uh, Orgentina. Whatever. <laughs> you know. So, Patrick, what's the update on uh, on you and Vivica? Because everybody wants to know. I'm, I'm shifting gears from Phil Collins. Great. And she threw stuff. away your shoes. Away For those shoes. of you who haven't heard, Vivica has updated Patrick's footwear. Yeah, I'm wearing your shoes. So. Are you wearing them right now? I'm wearing them right now. Lift them up. No, I'm not. Come on. Can, come on. Come on. Can you even they're see? Really them? Nice. They're really nice. Just oh. regular. They're yeah. just gray oh, and white tennis look at shoes. That. Look at that, though. Styling. The thing is, my old shoes I'd had for about two years, and I wear them almost every day, and they were literally falling apart. Like the sole was off of one of them. Not literally, like uh, most people say in conversation. You like know, they were literally like, falling apart. There's a hole in the like you know on the inside. Sometimes it'll you'll wear a hole. Into the back, uh, I don't even know what that's called, but the, the heel, the back, the heel of the shoe. Yeah. yeah, there was, I mean, it was bad. I had worn them, but I just, they were comfortable, so I wore them all the time. And none of you guys were going to say anything except Carson, who said something quite frequently. Well, I said, <laughs> I said things back in the past, but I yeah. gave up. But I gave, I, D, D said something like, I can't believe she threw your shoes away, but I did give them to her and say, go ahead, throw them. Like, yeah. you know, I told her she could. She you got know you all want excited to. about it. Yeah, you know, you want to throw them away. And she got all excited, so. She bought me two pairs of shoes, so I have new shoes. She actually bought three. Mm-hmm. You have but to... one of them didn't. One of them didn't quite fit, so that's why I didn't keep that one. But yeah, so I have new <laughs> shoes. Yay! Oh, Just be oh, careful, oh, man. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm saying, man, you gotta, it's like baby steps, man. Before I you have know always it, said she's laying out your clothes not, out for the day. Carson dun, dun, can dun, back dun, me up, dun, dun, and, dun. and you guys have heard this too. Although I doubt you remember, it. I've always said I really don't care what I how I dress. If you have a specific way you want me to dress, fine. As long as it's not uncomfortable or really, really stupid, you know, go give me the clothes. I'll wear them. I don't, you know. 
I wish I had a stylist. Like, wouldn't it be great to have somebody who laid out your stuff yes. for you? Yes, so you wake would. up, you wake up, and you have five outfits ready for you in the morning. You're like, which one shall I dress in today? And you know, no matter what, it's going to be the right one because a stylist picked it out. That would be the best. And like, there are people that have that. Oh yeah, there are people that have that. I think there's I, an app where you can take pictures of like all the clothing in your wardrobe, and it'll put outfits together for you. Oh, Big oh. D and I tried to do something like. Do you remember? It seems that? like a we lot were of invent effort. An app about getting dressed. Oh, okay. do you remember that? So we had we had this idea. Of, oh it was, my it was god! Basically, I can't believe we're gonna do that. It was basically that, and it was um, uh, okay. So the the app is you take a picture and then they you send it to whoever and they say. Which one did you pick? It's this like one or this hot one? or not, but instead of you, they're judging two outfits. Yes. Which, so which, which, which one should I, should I wear? Oh. And we called it this or this that. Or that. Wh- which? Yeah. Which. Oh, we yeah. called it which. which. That was w- it. W-H-I-C-H. Some, yeah. Which. Like, like which sandwich. One? Yeah. Food. And so we went through the whole process. Like this was our out. Like we were going to g- develop is retirement this. retirement for us. And the old finger to the world. Later. <laughs> And Until we find out someone had already invented the exact same app. <laughs> Thanks for jumping on my story, story. there. Uh, but yeah, so we got a, a guy involved on it oh. who came in and, and, an, app and designer. an app designer. And I think it was him who looked it up and he was like, um, Guys, yeah, this isn't going to happen. And it was called This or That. And it was l- the exact same oh. premise. Bar. Yeah, and we're like, it was a good concept, though. You know, I we, remember, still, we still should have done it. I because remember where we were sitting. We were in the green room yeah. going, oh. Yeah, we, <laughs> we should still do that, though, because you know what? Now, the price 50, is right. Fail 50, other people are doing, <laughs> <laughs> 50 other people are making that app as we speak it's right true. now because of this. But but the thing is, it, we could have still done it. We should have still done it. I think we were so disappointed that because we because once we were we found out that we weren't the first ones we were kind of like oh we'll just forget it yeah, yeah but you want to be the Take big one you don't have to be <laughs> yeah you don't want to be the big one or the first you want to be the big one and a lot of times you know Xerox wasn't the one who invented the copy machine mm-hmm. but they're the ones who got popular who invented the copy machine John Copy oh yeah that's right and the copiers <laughs> yes hi everybody I'm John Copy and the copiers <laughs> glad to be here tonight. Hey everybody! I'm John Copy and the Copiers. Good to be here tonight. Uh, Amy wants to know why is it? Why is Carson over and over? Why is Carson wearing a beanie? Is it cold in there here in the studio? Yes. Uh, Carson also has not washed her hair in a few days. Oh. Um, and it's my new beanie. Oh, can you see this? I don't know. Oh, oh, it's I just. Got, oh. It looks like a little crown. Yeah, like Jughead. I got it from Hot Topic. It's the Jughead beanie from Riverdale. Not even lying. Way too excited. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's my Jughead okay. beanie. All right. <laughs> Settle down, of course. Yeah, I know. I'm very excited about my Jughead beanie. It came uh, in the mail, and a friend of mine was like, you want to go to dinner? Yes, and I'm going to be wearing my new hat. She said, this is the hat? Yes, it's my Jughead beanie. Is that the one from the show? Like, yeah, see, the one? Got, yeah, see? Oh, got little points and crap. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's the it has, one. Um, it's even got the Riverdale tag inside of it. Oh, we see your hair now. Well, I mean, like, but yeah, see, it says Riverdale. Oh, see, that's pretty great. No, that's so lame, but I don't care because I'm eternally 14. Anything else before we go? I have, I have an early thing I have to get thing. to. Yes. Uh, what are you going to do with the rest of that uh, cheesecake? You can have it. <laughs> really? I mean, Bubba and I could go to the gym or we could just eat cheesecake. <laughs> it's 510 yeah. calories per slice. I had oh. some and it was so, so good. So amazing. It really was like, wow. But no, because if I take it, I'll eat it. So mm-hmm. not take Right. It. And if you leave it, we'll eat it. No, well, I'm leaving. <gasps> Carson, it's time for a cake and coffee party. (laughs)
Uh, all right. Thanks again to O'Reilly Auto Parts for sponsoring the podcast. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. And again, stick around at the end of the podcast. Those of you watching on Facebook, uh, you're missing out because we're about to play an awesome interview with an amazing songwriter, Luke Laird. So thanks, y'all. This was the podcast, but now it's over. But that's okay, because you can listen to the regular show on the radio every day. It was the podcast. Hey, it's our uh, Songwriter Spotlight series, and, uh, well, Luke Laird is here. Luke has not written many songs. He is kind of a newbie. Uh, he's only had like oh one two three four. You know off the top of your head, how many number one songs have you written? Um, twenty three. Twenty three. My God. Wow. Seriously, do you go out to the mailbox and just get a check and you go, God, well, I don't know what this is even from? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's direct deposit. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, good you just wake up and there's <laughs> money in your account. No, I mess. actually don't. I. I, I uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't even know what to say. That, uh, that's a great one. <laughs> um, so uh, Luke is is in, and he has written stuff like, I'll just give you a kind of a rundown. He'll tell some stories and sing some, but uh, American Kids from Kenny, uh, Baggage Claim from Miranda, which I liked because it was so weird sounding. Uh, you know, I hadn't heard anything like that. Oh, weird in a bad way, but yeah, it was sure. different. It was unique. It stood creative. out. Diamond Rings at Old Bar Stools, Downtown. Drinking my hand. You got a couple of Eric Church songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, hometown right was yours. Yep, pontoon, little big town, sunshine and whiskey. You know we're on parking lot party, right? You do know that, right? <laughs> you're you're what? Oh, oh, on, that's right. That's, that's right. us. On the I did know on that. the album. That's yeah. right. I forgot about. Yeah. That. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? It's not a party. It's a parking lot party with <laughs> the Lee only song Bryce. I've ever written with Lee Bryce. So, well, really? Yeah. Uh, t-shirt, Talladega. Was tell? Are you a racing fan, man? I, I'm such a sellout because. No, oh, don't tell I, me. I know, Just I stop. Know. Don't. You know what? I'm for sorry. I even asked that question. Yeah. Did Eric know that you don't know anything about racing? Oh yeah. But you know, when we wrote that song, he 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 wanted it to. You know, he was talking about the race culture, but as much as of anything, he wanted it to be about just buddies hanging out. So for me, the way I got inspiration for that was just going to concerts with my friends because it's you know there's a lot of similarities. If you listen to that song, I mean, there's not a ton about actually about racing it you know technically no yeah you're right it's, it's more about the emotion and and, and the feeling the anticipation of going do you right. still like going to concerts i do it's it's a good reminder of you know who i'm writing these songs for and it's for the country music fans and which is what i am and what i started out as so yeah i love going to shows i don't know patrick hey luke cover yours though so you don't hear this <laughs> like how great is luke he's really good if there was an all-star team he'd be on the all-star team like, is he the LeBron or is he like? Is he Steph Curry? Yeah. Is he is he looking at me right now? No. Okay. I mean, yeah, I do have I mean, the male pattern baldness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not as athletic as LeBron. Yeah. Um, Little Big Town. Uh, you did Pontoon. Mm-hmm. A yeah. fun song, man. Man, it's it's one of the most fun songs I've been a part of, and I wrote this with Natalie Hemby and Barry Dean. And honestly, it's funny how this song came about because. Natalie and I had written a song for Miranda Lambert that was an album cut um, a few albums ago called Fine Tune. Well, one, one day, Natalie was in at her publisher's office, and through the wall, she was playing that, the demo of Fine Tune. And through, you know the way things sound through a wall, you can't ver- hear very clearly. And somebody came over and said, what was that song? You were just playing that one about the pontoon? And they were oh, like, what? Wow. <laughs> That's called Fine Tune. So she's t- Natalie Berry and I get together to write this. 
she's telling us that story. So, I mean, of course, as soon as she says it, we just kind of all look at each other. Well, I guess we got to write a song called Pontoon. It's just too. When you finished writing that song, did you think, oh, this is a hit? Or did you think, well, we wasted our afternoon? No, I, I actually thought I love this song and I couldn't wait to share it with people. I didn't, I knew that just even the way the demo sounded and everything, it was a, it was a little quirky. I knew, you know, maybe a lot of label people wouldn't be like, this is a guaranteed hit. But I knew that I was excited about it, and it was just goofy enough, but I wanted to keep playing it and listen to that demo back. So we had a couple different artists. Uh, actually, guys had this on hold, like Dirks Bentley. This was when Kix Brooks was making his a solo record, and I was just, like, excited that somebody liked it. But nobody really, like, they liked it, but weren't going to record it until Little Big Town um, I think the right people got the song. Yeah. Ultimately, it, it was a perfect Little Big Town song. It really was, and it was kind of when they were transitioning and making a new, um, just kind of coming with a whole new sound. And so when I started, you know, just hearing that, like, I was just, in the way that the, the vocals sounded, those guys are such great singers. They were singing live in the studio. I when I left that studio, I was like, okay, we may have written a hit. <laughs> and I called my co-writers. I'm like, you guys aren't going to believe how cool and it, for the time, how different it sounded, but it just kind of jumped out of the speakers. So it was super exciting. Can you do it for us, but can you say yeah. fine tune instead of pontoon? <laughs> hey, you know what? I can. I can. Have you ever but, done that before? Or you could do I it your way. It's, I'm totally cool with whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know what the... what. Um, you know, language barriers there are. This is just a podcast, right? Yeah, it's just a podcast. No one's listening. So it literally the first song, the, the first line started like this. I asked I asked Natalie, I was like, she's like, I don't know if I want to write pontoon. Like Barry and I were like, what would you say? Like if you were going to write a song called pontoon, first line, and I was just playing this. And she was like, okay, fine. And she was like, all right. She's like, Back this bitch up into the water. She said that. I was like, okay. Untie all the cables and rope. Step onto the astroturf. Guess yourself a koozie. Let's go. Well, who said anything about skiing? Floating is all I want to do. You can climb the ladder, just don't rock the boat while I barbecue. On a fine tune, <laughs> yes. making waves and catching rays up on the roof. Jumping off the back, don't act like you don't want to. Party in slow motion, just out here in the open. Mm, motorboat Great. And we just, I mean, as you can tell, we, I mean, we just had a blast writing that song. And well, it's one of those songs that you just hear and you just go, man, it's, it immediately takes you on the lake, on the water, yeah. on the ocean, whatever you're doing. Cause you wouldn't take a pontoon in the ocean, but, um, you could. You do. Could, yeah. Could. Yeah. It's a fine line, guys. It's a fine line. Yeah. Hey, uh, Luke Laird is joining us in the studio for our songwriter spotlight. And a couple of things about Luke. He loves, uh, professional wrestling from the, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, it's pretty, Fair. pretty accurate. And that kind of a broad stroke there. Yeah. Uh, he is also a father of two. He uh, has uh, had 23 number one songs that he's written or co-written, and um, he pulls off a flat bill cap pretty good. And uh, <laughs> he drives a big old truck. Yeah, it's uh, country that, music, you know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. And now the truck has something to do with 
writing a song with Eric Church, doesn't it? That very truck that you see parked outside there. This was uh, March of 2013. Eric has a cabin out in North Carolina, and before he makes an album, he usually will just stay out there for a couple months at a time and just write. So I was going out there to write for two or three days. And so I was had my 2004 Nissan Frontier that, that had served me very well. But I, my dream truck was always to have a black Ford F-150. So I had talked to my wife about it and said, at some point, you know, I'd love to, you know, especially when we're going to have kids and that. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. So I was driving um, Interstate 40 from Nashville to North Carolina, and I'd start having transmission issues. So I just took it as a sign as well. You're supposed to have a new truck. Um, <laughs> yes, so, that's right. That's, that's how Jesus works. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I called my wife and I said, hey, you know, i I'm really been thinking a lot about this truck. I feel like now's a good time to. She's like, yeah, I think that you know, once you get back from that trip, let's go look at. So I'm like, no, I mean, like today would be a good. <laughs> I try. Good. I, She's I, like, I, no. I might not. I might not make it to Eric's I house. I said, look, I got to get to you know, right with Eric Church. This is a great opportunity. You know, it could be great for our family. Mm-hmm. And um, but she was like, okay. And so there was one in Knoxville that that had the the truck that I she thought that I liked. She she emailed me the Edmonds report. Wow. I was like, here it is. Don't don't pay more than what this says. Mm-hmm. Go in there. So it's pour, like, again pouring rain. I pull into this dealership in Knoxville, Tennessee. So I'm like, I need to buy this as quick quickly as possible. <laughs> so they're bringing me out these cardboard boxes to get all my coffee mugs and whatever, and we transfer over. I finally get all the paperwork done. Buy this truck. Go on to show up at Eric's that night. So I get in there, and Eric goes, man, nice truck. I was like, yeah, it's new. He goes, awesome. I go, yeah, I just bought it today. He's like, today? I said, yeah, we, we really have to write a single. Um, <laughs> anybody know, that knows how songwriting works, we uh, need it's hit. hard to make a li- living unless you write hits. It really is, if you're just a songwriter. He goes, well, man, I've, I've actually been thinking of this one idea I want to write, and it's about a Civil War soldier who's dead, who's writing letters back to his wife who's still alive, so... I said, well, okay, we're not writing a single today. <laughs> and, uh, I, I know how well that's going to go go over on radio. But, did you that know, even end up on an album? No. No, no it did not. <laughs> but you know what? Did that song I, get written? I, it got written. Yeah. I am here to serve the artist. So I was like, absolutely, that's a, that's let's a do great it. idea. Let's do it. And yeah. so the thing I know with Eric is he, he writes all different kinds of songs, and I want to write all of them with him because they're all going to be pretty good because he's such a great writer. But I just said, well, I'm just going to power through on this one. And then the day after that, we ended up writing a song that actually turned into a hit. Um, I didn't know it was going to be at the time. Don't tell us what it is. Just start uh, going into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, I used to love this view. I'd sit here and drink a few. Main Street in the high school. Lit up on Friday night. Down there, it's another touchdown. Man, this year's team is stout. I can hear him going crazy. And up here, so am I. I think about you sitting there saying, I hate this. I hate it. If you couldn't stand living here, why'd you take it? Take it, give me back. This is my hometown. It's pretty good, but it's no 
Rebecca, I'm out here on the fighting line. It sure is cold out here. I'm telling you what. I need to need to find that. Oh my gosh! I, I, I wish hear that song. I wish you'd have played the Civil War song. Because you know what? I wish we had a demo of it. And the next time Eric's in, we're like, we have a song. This is the new uh, hit song from Eric Church, and it just lights into this Civil War song demo. He'd be like, Wait, how'd you get that? That, that might actually help me out. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, whatever it takes, man. Our songwriter spotlight uh, today, Luke Laird, songwriter, uh, 23 number ones, like uh, Pontoon, T-shirt from Thomas Charette, Talladega, Eric Church, uh, you know, Pringles Girl. <laughs> that's not a real song. <laughs> By the way, Pringles Girl, that's a hit, just for the record. Pringles Girl. Pringles a girl, girl. A lot of girls can relate. Yes, they can. Yeah. She can get her whole hand inside to get the Pringles. <laughs> yeah, she's got them tiny, the tiny, tiny, tiny Pringle hands. Let's get the last Pringle at the bottom of the can. Without flipping it over. That's her you, Pringles. You marry that girl. Give oh. me the tingles. Used to be single. But not no mo, because she got Pringles. Not no mo. <laughs> not no mo. Got the Pringle in those hands and the Pringles and single. Aren't there like different uh, flavors now, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You got sour, sour cream, cream and onion. Got barbecue. <laughs> All right. I used to love the original. How about you? Now, I don't like them cheddar Pringles because they way too orange and powdery. You get on your fingers, <laughs> you lick them, and Pringle Girl, here she is. She's just a Pringle. <laughs> She's just, just a, a Pringle girl. girl. A little Come harmony. On. Yeah. Yes, all she is, all she ever gonna be, yeah. It works out good for me, just a Pringle girl. girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Pringle girl. Up, girl. All right. I, I remember <laughs> what you were wearing. <laughs> we can bring Bubba in to do the rap in <laughs> yeah. the middle. Bubba can yeah. be a pop the top girl. <laughs> yeah. Here we, we go. go. <laughs> Gonna make a thing to be about the show. Pop top. Yo, figure something right. in black. So lady. let's talk real stuff now. Pringle girl's <laughs> nice. No, that's good. Hey, so tell us about uh, American Kids from Kenny Chesney. Yes. Okay. My, <laughs> Sorry to get you back off on, track there. Yeah. No, I, I had I was my, an actual my, an actual real legit hit. My oh, wheels were turning. I'm uh, telling you right now, when we hear Pringle Girl on the radio in six months, we're gonna be like, hey, dude, hey, you guys, you know, it's it, it's even splits in there. All right, so. there you go. That's how we're talking. <laughs> so uh, okay, American Kids was I was writing with Shane McAnally and Rodney Clausen. Um, that's what kind of my key to success is just to surround myself with writers who are better than I am. Yes, <laughs> very smart. I call, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm good with riding the coattails. But yeah. um, this uh, this particular song, we were honestly we had been working on a different song, and I think we all knew about halfway through the day that this probably wasn't the best that we could do. Like, just we were just kind of doing it to do it, and so we're like, let's switch gears. So I actually picked up a bass guitar that I had um, over there in my studio, and just started playing like. On a bass, you know, mm-hmm. and then we started like a like a stomp clap, <laughs> basically just real simple like that. And then we were talking about how, you know how we grew up, and Rodney was talking about red dirt roads, and I grew up on a dirt road. It wasn't red dirt, but anyways, we just honestly didn't have the title "American Kids," which a lot of times when you're writing songs, that's you know you have the title first and you kind of write to it. On this particular day, we just started writing like just true lines that we could relate to. And and we literally got down to as far as the line of uh, baby come and give me a kiss. So, okay, let's find a line that rhymes with that. But it's basically has to be the whole point of the song. And we're like, 
kids rhymes, but for some, I don't, and I don't know who said it. I, I wish I did. I don't think it was me, but, and I would give credit. It was either Rodney or Shane said American kids. And we were like, that, that sounds cool. So we wrote it all the way up to that. And we thought, man, this is awesome. This sounds cool. But then to me, what really takes this song over the top is that post chorus Cause that's just where everybody, you know, growing up and living. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's how it happened. Wow. And I wish that would happen more often to me. <laughs> <laughs> Double wide, quick stop, midnight, tea top, jack in a cherry coke town. Mama and daddy put their roots right here, cause this is where the truck broke down. Yellow dog school bus, kicking up red dust, picking us up by a barbed wire fence. MTV on the RCA, no AC in the vents. We were Jesus saved me, blue jean baby, born in the USA. Trailer park, truck stop, fade little map, that's New York to LA. We were teenage dreaming, front seat leaning, baby come and give me a kiss. Put me on the cover of the Rolling Stone, uptown, down home, American kiss. Growing up in little pink houses, making out on living room couches, blowing that smoke on Saturday night. A little messed up, but we're all alright. Hey! How much money did you make on that? <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. That's your go-to question. That is no, ridiculous. I don't know, but I mean I, the fact I want to do it again. You, you made just think of the so truck you much. could buy. You, oh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Think about that's how you make your live doing it that. I know it sounds cliche now, but I do feel very blessed to get to to do this for a living because uh, I'm just I don't even know what to say that I get to do it. And, I, and people ask me all the time, "Where do you see yourself in ten years?" You know, because my wife and I started a little publishing company and stuff. And I go, honestly, if I'm getting to just do this, <laughs> I'll be yeah, yeah you're you know, happy. And I know I won't always have as many hits, but getting to be creative for a living is you know. It's a great story. You guys know that. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Luke Laird, uh, you can follow him. Are you doing Twitter and all that? Oh, yeah. Okay. I got the socials. Okay. Uh, oh, Laird, Luke Laird, you can follow him. And uh, what a great singer-songwriter, or songwriter spotlight, man. We appreciate you doing this, man. Thank you guys Really for cool stuff. Me.